Hello again, everyone. Just a little brief introduction uh, before we begin. We, uh, Doug and myself, have written this show, Victoria Valentine, for Ghost Ship Radio. Um, if you like what you hear, you can always visit the website for some more uh, of Vic's cases. We have plenty of other podcasts on our network, so uh, there's a variety of shows to listen to there. We want to thank our uh, sponsors for this evening. Yes? You want to give them a website? Uh, yeah, I guess that's crucial. It's www.ghostshipradio.com. That's how you'd find us. That's a good point. Um, our sponsors for this uh, show are Madeer's Cajun Restaurant, Double Midnight Comics, and Jupiter Hall. And you'll hear more about them as the show progresses. So uh, for now, just uh, sit back and fight back the darkness with us as we bring you Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. Thank you. The time has come for another tale of terror and triumph, of murder and mystery. Join us as we bend the very notion of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, Vic Valentine. Vic is for Victoria. Thrust into a world she never knew existed, our hero combats the creatures of darkness in New York, the city that never sleeps. Using every trick of the trade learned from her father, John Valentine, and with the assistance of allies old and new, Victoria delves deeper into the rotten core of the Big Apple with each new case. Join us in tonight's episode, The Leaping Lover. As our story begins, the witching hour approaches, and Vic Valentine prowls the avenues and nearly vacant streets, keeping her eyes peeled for unseemly characters lurking in the shadows. All the murders happened within three blocks of each other after midnight. Just need to keep my eyes and my ears open. Sounds like it came from that direction. I think it was down the street. There, that strange-looking man standing over a body. Hey, you! Don't move! Stop right there! I've got him now. Nothing down that alley but a nice, tall fence. There's nowhere to run. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. Your choice. I get paid either way. hard way. For once, I just wish they'd choose the easy way. What the... Where did he go? There aren't any doors, and that fence must be at least 12 feet tall. Either this guy's the world's greatest magician, or I'm losing my touch. Oh, figures. My first case in weeks, and all I end up with is a cramp in my side, talking to myself in an alley. Shut up! It's three in the morning! Looks like there's nothing more I can do tonight. Time to head home and get some shut-eye. Start fresh again tomorrow. Hello? Valentine? Valentine, it was in the papers this morning. Another girl murdered. Tell me you have something. Mr. Canterbury, let me explain. Something strange... I don't want excuses, Valentine. I came to you because I knew your father. 
he did some good work for me. If the apple has fallen too far from the tree, well, there's plenty of other private eyes who could use my money. Mr. Canterbury, my father taught me everything he knew, and I'll have you know, I had the killer trapped in an alley last night. Then where is he, Valentine? That's the thing. Mr. Canterbury, he disappeared. What do you mean, disappeared? Listen, I'm not paying you to tell me tall tales. Save that for the funny pages. I want results. The police haven't gotten them, and that's why I turn to you. I know, Mr. Canterbury, and I will catch him. You can always count on a valentine to break a case. See that you do, Victoria. If I don't see a headline in the papers that the killer is behind bars by the end of the week, consider yourself out of a job. And a good day to you as well. Okay. He said it was in today's paper. Killer on the loose. Early this morning, police came across the body of a woman. The victim was last seen walking home from... The fourth victim in a series of grisly murders, Detective Carson Davenport. Davenport? Oh, Cars is on the case. Maybe he can help. It's worth a shot anyway. lady. Metro PD, just like you asked. Thank you. Here's the fare and a little extra for yourself. Buy yourself something pretty. Th thanks, lady. Hello, Judy. It's awfully busy here today. Oh, hello, Ms. Valentine. Yeah, the chief's got us working in shifts on account of these murders. I'll bet. Say, is Detective Davenport around? I believe you can find him at his desk. You can head on back if you'd like. Thanks, Judy. You take care now. Of course, Miss Valentine. You too. Hello, cars. I hear the chief's keeping you busy. Oh, hey, Vic. Yeah, the biggest story to hit in ages, and I'm the lead detective. Saying I'm keeping busy is like saying Hitler woke up on the wrong side of the bed. What can I help you with? Grover Canterbury. You know him? Yeah, he's the father of the second victim. What about him? Well, he hired me after the third girl was found. I was wondering if there was anything you could tell me. Vic, I wish I could, but we don't have much to go on. He strikes in the early morning, same three-block radius, and no one has seen him. I saw him, Cars. He was a little fella, funny-looking. What? When was this, Vic? You didn't think to tell me? It was just last night, Cars. I didn't know you were working the case until I saw the papers. Well, anything else you can remember? Well, that's just it, Cars. You see, the strangest thing happened. I chased him down an alleyway. Now, what's so strange about that? It's not the strange part. The strange thing is... He just disappeared. Disappeared. Now, Victoria... I know how it sounds, Cars, but there weren't any doors, and the end of the alley was a giant fence. No way out. But when I got there, gone. Vanished into thin air. That's some story, Vic. What you're telling me is not only is this guy one of the most dangerous killers the city has seen in years, but he's magic, too? I don't know about magic, but I do know what I saw and what I didn't see. So if there's anything else you can tell me, for old time's sake? Well, there is one thing, something that hasn't been in the papers. Besides being in the wrong place at the wrong time, all of the women had one thing in common. Oh, yeah? What's that? All of them had something taken. Taken? According to witnesses, all the victims, all four of them, had on a red scarf the night they were murdered. But when the bodies were found, there weren't any scarves around. Hmm. Our killer is taking them. But why? Well, that's the $64 question. But finding that out may be the key to finding our guy. Or maybe there's another way. 
Look at them. All those people down below, hustling about the streets. So disgusting, so unworthy. Not like my beloved. No, not like her at all. She's perfect. An angel in a city of monsters. I must find a new prize for her. I must prove myself to her. Every night brings a new opportunity for me to show her how much I'm not like the others. How much more than them I am. That I, Edward Springstep, will do anything, everything for her. No, no, no! None of these will do. I know the tastes of my beloved. It must be red. It must be. No, none of these are any good. Maybe a new rooftop will provide me with something better. Something worthy of my love. I do this for her, all for her. She will know that she is better than the wretchedness this city has to offer. Wait. There. It's hard to tell, but... Yes, that one there. That one will do nicely. So let's run through this one more time. You want me to put on this scarf so that a crazy man will try to kill me. Essentially, yes. We know the killer takes scarves from his victims. This may be our best way of luring him out. It is attractive bait, after all. Why, thank you. I meant the scarf. Be careful with it. It was the last gift my father ever gave me. See, it's got my name embroidered right here. Well, it's nice to know you won't let anything happen to the scarf. Maybe you could spare some concern for the person wearing it. Relax, Sandra. I'll be right here. Nothing's going to happen to you. This time, I'm ready for him. Hold on, this time? Never mind. Get ready. I'll go hide. I sure hope this works. Boy, this creep sure does like to take his time. Who knows? Maybe he won't even show. This is a nice scarf, though. I see why Victoria doesn't want anything to happen to it. Who's that? I don't see anyone. Hello? Is someone there? No one. I must have been imagining. Good evening, miss. Mr. You nearly scared the life out of me. Didn't anyone ever tell you it's not polite to sneak up on people? I'm quite sorry, miss. My, what a lovely scarf you're wearing. Such a crimson red. You like it? I borrowed it from a friend of mine. Give it to me. Excuse me, mister, you got a lot of nerve. I must have it. <laughs> Give it to me now. Hold on, Sandra. I'm right here. I've got you this time. Let's see you pull that fancy disappearing trick now. There, I've got the scarf. You'll never catch me. <laughs> Good Lord. I must have jumped 20 feet straight up. But that's impossible. No one can jump that high. Maybe you can't. But I can. Just one of the reasons I'm so much better than you people. I've never seen anything like this. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I'm not sure I'd even believe it. Oh, Sandra, Sandra, are you okay? Yeah. I think so. More shaken up than anything else. 
What do we do now? I don't know. That was my only red scarf. <laughs> Listen, Vic, we've known each other since we were kids. Now, I came down here because you said you had something important to tell me, something about the case. But this story? If I didn't know you better, I'd have, I'd have you locked up in the loony bin. I know it sounds crazy, Cars, but I'm telling you, that's what I saw. It all makes sense, how he got away so quickly, the disappearing act the other night, all of it. I'm not the only one who saw it, either. Sandra... And that's another thing. I've seen a lot of numbskull moves in my day, but what were you thinking? Using a citizen of this city as bait for a crazed killer? It's irresponsible and dangerous. It would have worked, Cars, if that strange little man... Someone could have been killed, Victoria. You could have been killed. Cars... No, Vic. I know you've been at this gig a long time and that you're good at what you do. But this time you've gone too far. I almost had him. Well, that's as close as you're going to get. As far as this case is concerned, you're finished. I don't work for you. I work for Grover Canterbury. And I'm on the case as long as he says. Vic, you know, sometimes... If that's the way you want to play it, fine. But you won't be getting any more help from me. Great. No more help from the police. And if I don't have this case wrap wrapped up soon, I can forget getting paid. You've done it this time, Vic, old gal. You have really done it. Another glass of wine, my dear Martha. Thank you, Edward, my love. The burgundy pairs so well with the roast duck. Your culinary skill is matched only by your wit and charm. All of which are surpassed by your beauty, my darling. Your eyes in the candlelight sparkle like diamonds in the moonlight. Oh, Edward, I'm so glad you brought me to our lovely cabin on the lake. A place where we can finally be alone. A place where I can express my deepest love for you, my dear, without all the distractions of the city where you can bloom like the flower you are. Oh, Edward, tell me, tell me how much you love me. Oh, Martha, your voice like a summer breeze, your auburn hair like a... No, Edward, don't let yourself become distracted now. There is no time to daydream, not when you're so close. Soon, soon, my dear, we will be together. My tokens have proven my love to you. And this newest scarf, the most beautiful one of them all, will have you in my arms. Now, just a quick leap to the fire escape across the street. Now to get this window open. There. When my love comes home, she will find this waiting for her. Soon, Edward, soon. I wonder who that could be at this time of night. All right, all right, I'm coming. Hello? Hello, are you Miss Valentine? Yes, that's me. Can I help you? I don't know, but I think I may have something that belongs to you. Is this yours? My scarf. But how did you... It's so strange, Miss Valentine. You see, a few weeks ago, someone started leaving these tied to the door handle of my apartment. I thought, I don't know that I must have a secret admirer or something, but... Go on. Well, you see, they just keep coming. 
I don't know who's leaving them or where they came from. And then the last one had your name embroidered on it. That's how I found you. I'm glad you did. And you say you don't know who's leaving the scarves or where they came from? Well, that's one of the reasons I'm here. You see, when I looked you up, I saw that you were a private investigator. I thought maybe you could help. Also, with the last scarf, your scarf, whoever is leaving them left this. A note. May I? Uh, of course. Well, I, I just can't believe it. Believe what? I've got him now. Miss Valentine, believe what? Wait here just a moment. I've got to make a phone call. Operator, get me Detective Carson Davenport with Metro PD and make it quick. Hello, Cars? I know you told me to stay off this case, but you aren't going to believe what happened. You better be right about this, Vic. You saw the note, Cars. It said to put the scarf in the window when she was ready to meet him. This is the best chance we have. I know, and it certainly beats waiting around for him to strike again. But if we're wrong, there are a lot of badges here tonight that could be on the streets instead. Trust me, Cars, we aren't wrong. Shh. What is that? It's someone at the window. Cars, it's him. We've got to catch him. This may be our only chance. I went over the plan with the boys. As soon as this bouncing bandit gets to Ms. Miller's door, it will be our turn to pounce. Let's see him try to escape when he's trapped in this hallway. Oh, Martha, my love, my dearest, I cannot tell you how happy I was to finally see a scarf in your window. Cars. Wait for it. Now, my love, we will be together. But why is the door locked? There must be some mistake. Now, boys. What? No! Martha, my love, they must have turned you against me. We've got you now. There's no place to go. You'll pay for this. I'll make you all pay. Grab him. Ha, you fools! Don't let him get away! He's making a break for it! He's headed for the window. Not if I can help it. You'll never catch me. You'll... Let go of me! Not a chance. I've got a hold of this scarf and it's got a hold of you. I've got him! Let me go! Let go! We've got him. Great work, Vic. If you hadn't snagged him with your scarf, he would have escaped out the window. Then who knows if we would have been able to catch him. Well, we couldn't let that happen, could we? I'll tell you one thing. I am never leaving home without this scarf again. I should have known better than to doubt a valentine. Thank you, Mr. Canterbury. No, thank you, Valentine. I can always count on your father, and it's good to know the apple didn't fall far from the tree. He'd be proud of you, Victoria. I hope so, sir. And while this won't bring my daughter back, it's good to know her killer will be brought to justice in a court of law. Glad I could help. You did more than help, Valentine. The papers say you're the one that caught him. We all did our part, sir. I couldn't have pulled it off without cars and the boys. <laughs> and modest, too. Well, Valentine, I need to be going. Rest assured, your check is in the mail. Good day, Victoria. Goodbye, Mr. Canterbury. Look at that. Vic, old gal, you're in the papers. Hopefully this leads to a few more clients. Speak of the devil. Come in. 
Hello, are you Victoria Valentine, Private Eye? That's me. How can I help you? My name is Berkeley. I'm the maitre d' at the Chelsea Hotel. I saw in the papers about your last case, the one with the mysterious jumping man. Thought you might be the person to help. Tell me, Miss Valentine, how familiar are you with ghosts? And so, that's another case closed for our hero. Hopefully, she learned that when dealing with murder most foul, one can't always jump to conclusions. <laughs> Stay tuned for another ghoulish case with Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. Ladies and gentlemen, we will return shortly to Vic Valentine's next thrilling case after a brief word from our sponsor. Honey, I'm so hungry. Well, Charles, I've just made a wonderful casserole that's sure to delight. I've grown so tired of casseroles, darling wife of mine. I yearn for the taste of spice, something from a culture that lies far beyond those oppressive rectangular walls. I want to eat alligator before it has the chance to eat me. Now that's an adventurous cuisine. Well, I suppose we could always visit Madeers. What exactly are you saying, my sweet legal spouse? Madeers, Charles. It's a southern Cajun restaurant serving tap-style plates so everyone can enjoy a taste of the bayou. I've been there several times myself. The food is exquisite, the owners Rob and Kyle are so welcoming, and the mixed drinks are delicious. Wait a minute. Is that where you go every night after you've served me this old casserole you keep reheating? Exactly, Charles. I've been out there living. Here, try some leftovers I've brought with me from earlier today. Mm -hmm. Great Caesar's ghost! What is this decadently savory morsel I've just masticated? That would be the corn fritters, darling. Here, try the Louisiana bites. Oh dear. Is that what I think it is? Deep fried gator meat served with house-made Creole sauce. Well, I'm sold. Let's grab our coats and head to Madeira straight away. Maybe tomorrow, Charles. I've just come back there from, from there, so I'm pretty full. Maybe you should... Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Old casserole it is, then. <laughs> Oh boy, Charles and wife, looks like you've both discovered deliciousness. And you can too, fine listeners. Simply get in your automobile and head on over to 175 Hanover Street in Manchester, New Hampshire and try Medea's for yourself. Business hours are Wednesdays and Thursdays from 5pm to 11pm and Fridays and Saturdays from 5pm to midnight. Not only does Medea's offer wonderful food, libations, and hospitality, they also host a smorgasbord of special events like drag brunches, monthly tasting menus, and comedy. So follow them on Twitter, whatever that is, at Medea's603, and leave that casserole at home. <clears throat> and now, fellow investigators, we return to bring you Vic Valentine's next chilling case. The time has come for another tale of terror and triumph, of murder and mystery. Join us as we bend the very notion of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, 
Vic Valentine. Vic is for Victoria. Join us in tonight's episode, Knock Three Times. As our story begins, two friends, Jimmy and Daniel, make their way through the woods just outside the city. Jimmy, would you slow down? I can't see a thing. You've got the flashlight. Point it at the ground and see where you're going and hurry up. Now, if the map was correct, it should be right around. Did you hear that? I didn't hear anything. Oh, look, there it is. It's Peterson's Bridge. Come on. Hold on, it's so dark. It's even creepier than I imagined. I don't know about this. You didn't hear that sound before? What sound? Like a woman crying. Come on, Danny boy. Don't don't lose your moxie now. I'm not. It's it's just You're not going chicken on me, are you? If anyone's chicken here, it's you. Well, all right then. Well, come on. Who would build a bridge out here in the middle of nowhere? Used to be a trail, I think. Besides, what difference does that make? None, I guess. It's just strange as all. Well. The only strange thing here is you. Now, what is it we're supposed to do? The stories say you gotta knock three times. When and what? Then nothing. It's just supposed to come. Knock three times? That's it? <laughs> then what are we waiting for? Go on. Do it. I don't know. I'm not sure we should. So you are chicken. Well, all right then. I'll go. Hey, Mr. Goatman, are you there? I'm on your bridge. If you want me off, you better come throw me off. Jimmy, don't. <laughs> Looks like you're not the only chicken around here, Danny boy. Your goat friend is a no-show. Yeah, I guess. Maybe we should start heading... Get off my bridge. Now that's more like it. Hey, Mr. Goatman, is that you? Come on, I don't think we should be... Did you, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. It sounded like a horse or something. Or a goat. Oh, come on. That's that's just kid stuff. You don't really think there's some kind of monster out there, do you? Billy Goat's gruff, I tell you. It's kid stuff. That don't sound like kid stuff to me. I'm out of here. Hey, Danny boy, where you going? Wait, wait up, wait up! <laughs> Jimmy? Help! Help! Danny! I don't, I don't believe it! Jimmy? Jimmy, come on! Jimmy? Jimmy! Wow, Miss Serpentine. Madame Serpentine. Right. Madman Serpentine. That was amazing. Wait till I tell the fellas about this. Madam, Serpentine's doors are open to all seekers, and within the walls of the Palace of Foresight, Madam, Serpentine sees all. I'll say. I never would have thunk it. But what you said completely explains my Uncle Louis' fear of Parsons. <gasps> Wait! Just a moment! What is it? Are you sensing I'm, something else? I am. I'm so, something very close, it feels like. Like? Like trouble. Hey, Clara? You here? Who's Clara? <laughs> uh, unfortunately. 
Slowly maintaining the portal to the spirit world has drained the corporeal energies contained within this vessel, and I must rest. But never fear, Madam Serpentine will resume regular business hours tomorrow! But what about what you saw? You said there was trouble. Oh, yeah. Um, avoid the number 11. 18s are good. Now go forth with your newly acquired knowledge and tell your friends. <laughs> Looks like business is good. Ah, uh, I've seen better. I've seen worse. How are things on your end? Actually, that's why I'm here. I've got something I'm working on, and a missing person, and I was wondering if you might want to come along. A missing person? Seems pretty straightforward for you, unless... You got it. My client says his friend was pulled off the side of the bridge by some kind of goat, man, demon, and... and which is it? You lost me. Well, it can't be both a demon and a man. See, when a person dies and haunts a place, that's a ghost. But a demon, that's something different entirely. Demons were never human. They come straight from hell itself. See, that's why I wanted you to come along, because... I'm not actually sure. Carson isn't even convinced this is my type of case. So you did talk to Carson about this? I did. And what did he have to say? No. No, no, no. A lot of people have gone missing in that part of the woods, Vic. It's been a black eye on the department for years, and we still have no idea what happened to any of them. Some people say it's one guy, and there have been reports of, I don't know what, guys in robes, weird sounds. Now this kid says his friend got dragged off the side of a bridge by a monster? It's too dangerous. Besides, my men already searched the area and turned up buckus. Point is, and I hate to bust your chops on this, but if you were to go to that bridge, you'd be going in blind. So absolutely, under no circumstances whatsoever, will I have you wandering around that bridge at night alone. He said I should bring someone along. <laughs> and I couldn't think of anyone better than my good friend Clara. Lucky me. Come on, what do you say? When do we leave? I'm meeting my client over there in a couple of hours. Good. That will at least give me some time to do research on this goat man of yours. He was supposed to be here by now. I'm getting a really bad feeling about this place, Vic. Wait. Over there. Do you see it? It looks like a light. Yeah, from a flashlight. Come on. All right. But if it's not him I'm leaving this place, it... It isn't right. Daniel? Daniel, is that you? Daniel? Shh, listen. Do you hear that? I don't hear anything. Clara? I'm not sure. It was a woman crying. I heard it before when Jimmy and I... before it took him. If we're going to find Jimmy, we've got to get moving. Can you lead us to the bridge, Daniel? We're close. This way. When your friend went off the side. Did you hear anything? A splash, maybe? No. There isn't water anymore. There used to be a creek, but I guess it's dried up. It's like I said. He went over the side and then... nothing. Here we are. There's definitely something here. You don't need to be a fortune teller to see that. This place gives me the creeps. This is the spot where Jimmy went over. At least I think it is. It was dark, and I was... It's okay. I'm going to head down there and see what I can find. You can stay up here if you want. Clara, would you stay... No, with... he's my friend. I want to go. Well, I think someone should stay on the bridge and keep a lookout. Clara, would you mind? Sure. I'll look around some more. Be careful. You too. Yell if you need anything. All right, Daniel. 
Let's go. Looks like there's a way down over here. Here's some light. Okay. You're right. Dry as a bone down here. Careful coming down. Oh, what is that smell? I don't know, but it can't be good. Are you guys okay? We're fine. There's just a weird smell. Sulfur? Mm, no. Something else. It smells like... Vicks? Oh, sorry. It's just... There's something down here. It's some kind of... Oh, I think we found our smell. What is it? I think it's some kind of animal. Or at least it was. Clara, you're going to want to see this. What do you guys find? It looks like some kind of, I don't know, altar, maybe? Like a religious thing? Well, maybe a cult of some kind. What do you think, Clara? Ever seen anything like this before? No, not in person. Is it connected? I think so. In the research I found, the Goatman is a guardian of gateways to hell, and part of that ritual to open the gateway requires some sort of animal sacrifice. That explains this poor fella. Clara, look at this paper I found on the ground over here. If we had any doubts before. What is it? It's a drawing of a goat man and some kind of weird writing. Can you read it? I can't. Clara? No. I can't even tell what language it is. It doesn't look Greek. It's not Hebrew. It looks old. It might be. Stories of half-men, half-goat creatures go way back. The Egyptians had Baphomet. The Greeks had satyrs. Even Pan, the god of nature, wore a goat skin. Ever heard of the term scapegoat? It's from Hebrew scriptures, the demon Azazel. And in Christianity, the goat became the personification of the devil himself. So, how do we stop it? Wait, I thought I heard something. Jimmy? Jimmy! It's Jimmy! Hang on! Daniel, wait! What do you mean? Jimmy's alive! I'm coming, buddy! Daniel! Vic, you have to stop him! There's a good chance that voice isn't Jimmy's! Talk fast! The goat man! He's supposed to be able to mimic sounds! Sometimes a woman crying, sometimes the voices of its victim! So, Daniel is running right towards the thing that took his friend? Alright, I'll go after him. You stay here and figure out how to stop this thing. Jimmy! Jimmy, where are you? Daniel! Daniel, wait! No! He's out here somewhere! I have to find him! Jimmy! Daniel! Hold on! Clara told me something you need to hear! I need to find my friend! Wait! That thing out there may not be Jimmy! What do you mean? Of course it's him! No! Listen! Clara told me the goat man impersonates his victims! No! It's him! I know it is! Maybe it is! But maybe it isn't! We need to slow down! Work together! Slow down? My friend is out there! Listen, I heard that thing last time on the bridge. It sounded like, I don't know, like nothing I ever heard before. But I'll tell you what it didn't sound like. My best friend. Are you going to help me find him or not? I am. I just need you ready to face the fact that Jimmy... No, don't even say it. Okay, but we can't go rushing head first when we don't know what's out there. There he is. I'm coming, buddy. I'm coming. Daniel, wait! Pentagram. Candles. This is obviously an altar for a summoning ritual. And if that's the case, there should 
also be a demon sigil. Ah, there it is. And it matches this symbol on the paper. Thick? Thick, is that you? Okay. Okay, have to figure out how to stop this thing. What's next? Well, well if the goat man was summoned, it shouldn't have been able to leave the pentagram unless it was broken. Which it doesn't it doesn't look like it is. Option two. The summoner gave the demon permission to leave, and in which case, we <laughs> won't be able to ask him. And option three, if this paper doesn't just summon a demon, but actually opens a gate to hell, then maybe the goatman was never contained. And that's definitely not Vic. Vic! The goatman, he's coming! Help! Daniel? Daniel, where are you? This way. The sound came from over here. Where? I can't see anything out here. Vic! Clara? Uh, Daniel, I think Clara's in trouble. Daniel? Sorry, kid. You're on your own. Hang on, Clara. I'm coming. There's the bridge up ahead. Clara? Vic, help it! Clara! Get away from my friend! Come count, kid. Ah! Missed. But he's turning back. Clara, run! Wait, he's protecting the altar. That's it. Clara, we've got to destroy the altar. There are matches. Buy a candle. Use those. Clara, look out! Ah! Bring back my friend. Daniel, where did you? No, Daniel, don't. This is for Jimmy. Clara said there were matches here somewhere. Uh, uh. It's working! <laughs> Is everyone okay? I, I think so. Yeah. Daniel, that was a pretty insane stunt you pulled, going after the goat man the way you did. I heard all the commotion, and I ran away last time, and it took my friend. I wasn't going to let that happen again. Vic, how did you know destroying the altar would work? My gun wasn't even slowing that thing down, and you mentioned earlier that the goat man guards a gate to hell. I figured, destroy the altar, close the gate, that thing disappears. Call it Valentine Intuition. And so ends another hair-raising adventure for our hero as she manages to close another case and a gateway to hell. You know, no big deal. Stay tuned for another spine-tingling tale of Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. Ladies and gentlemen, we will return shortly to Vic Valentine's next thrilling case after a word from our sponsors, followed by a brief intermission. Honey, I'm so anxious. Why is that, Charles? Well, I just started reading these lovely little books about this Batman person. It's really quite enthralling. How wonderful, darling. You're finally picking up a book. 
And my, what a real hunk this Bruce Wayne person is. But why the anxiety, Charles? Well, aside from your comment just now, I'm growing concerned about the well-being of this batted man. Oh? Yes. I fear he may be in some serious trouble after facing off against that dastardly Joker. I dare say the Fiend seems to have him on the ropes. Uh, but I don't know for sure, as I don't have the latest issue. Charles, why don't you go down to Double Midnight Comics and get the latest issue then? How can it be midnight twice, my mischievous minx of matrimony? Never mind that, Charles. You need to find out how Batman manages to manages to outsmart the Joker using his trusty Batpoon. Okay, that can't be a real thing. And how do you know about the current arc? Focus, Charles. No time for dawdling. Just head to Double Midnight and get your issues today. What's more, they have two locations to choose from. Holy bouncy boilerplate, wife! I'd better head to Double Midnight before you spoil any more of my stories for me. Wowee, Charles and wife. Looks like you've both jumped down the rabbit hole of funny books and its surrounding fields of entertainment. And yes, fine listeners, you too can indulge in some heroic action of your own. Simply go to 245 Maple Street in Manchester, New Hampshire, or 67 South Main Street here in Concord. You can also visit them online, I'm told you'll understand what that means, at www.dmcomics.com for additional information. And remember, Double Midnight also carries various tabletop games, collectibles, and hosts a slew of local events. So make the decision to visit the place where the Midnight doubles and start your, start a new story arc of your own today. <clears throat> and now, fellow investigators, intermission. Go pee. of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, Vic Valentine. Vic is for Victoria. Chopping. Join us in tonight's episode, The Chopping Block. Our story begins at the end of Martin the Magnificent's ventriloquist routine, where, along with longtime partner Dennis the Dummy, Martin performs every weekend at one of New York's finest little cocktail bars, The Green Olive. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, we've only got a little bit of time left. And they don't pay us enough to spend any more time with the likes of this crowd. <laughs> Come now, that isn't very nice. What do you say, folks? Would you like to hear one more song before we go? What do you say, Dennis, up for one more? I think I feel one more in these old bones. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <clears throat> Now, Dennis. What? It's better than Cagney. <laughs> Maybe so, but it's not the song we agreed on. I decided to switch it up. Your performance, your performance during rehearsal seemed a little wooden. 
Uh, now you listen here. We oh, agreed here on the we song go. we're gonna listen do. Here. We've been I'm rehearsing all week. You can't just go and change the set last minute like that, especially without telling me first. Nobody wants to Please see tell me, tell you me all about, about how you're the star of the show, and no one cares if I come or go. Who are you fooling? You wouldn't even make it on stage without me, let alone make it in this business. And they call me the dummy. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Let's hear it for Martin the Magnificent and Dennis the Dummy! Thank you for meeting with me on such short notice, Ms. Valentine. No problem at all, Ms. Angast. How can I help you? Uh, please, call me Mary. It's my brother, Miss Valentine. Martin. It's hard to explain. You see, something isn't quite right. Why don't you start by telling me what happened? Of course. I went to see my brother's act the other night. He's a ventriloquist at the Green Olive. And after the show... Oh, hello, Mary. I didn't know you were coming to the show tonight. I figured it's been a while. Is Martin in his dressing room? He sure is. Help yourself back. Thanks. And that's the last time! Come in. I'm sorry, Martin. I didn't realize you had company. I can come back later if... Oh. There's no one here but you. And Dennis. And Dennis. Uh, anyway, I, I just wanted to come back and congratulate you on an amazing show tonight. It would have gone better if someone had stuck to the script. <laughs> You know, Marty, the way you talk to that dummy of yours, people might get the impression you think he's real. Do you have time for a drink? My treat. I'm sorry, Mary, but Dennis and I have some things we need to discuss. If you could excuse us, please. Dennis? The, the doll? Uh, Martin, you can't be serious. Dennis is just a block of wood. Why, he's no more alive than the chair he's sitting on. Excuse us, please. Well, I guess. I, I mean, if that's what you want. Call me later? Okay. Goodbye. Tell that sister yours to keep her nose out of our business! You leave her out of this! That's just about all I'm gonna take out of you! So you see, Miss Valentine, something just isn't right with my brother. I see, but I'm not sure you need an investigator. A doctor might be able to help your brother better than I can. I thought that might be the case. But if you'd heard that doll, the way it talked, I would swear it wasn't even Martin doing the voice. Would you at least come by and see? Martin is performing again this Friday. You said the green olive, right? What time should I be there? Let's hear it for Martin the Magnificent and Dennis the Dummy. Aren't they great, ladies and gentlemen? I'll say one thing for your brother. He certainly is talented. Come on, I'll introduce you. He'll be in his room. Come in. Hi, Martin. I wanted to introduce you to a friend of mine, Victoria. Friends call me Vic. Nice to meet you. Great show. I don't usually go for guys in their creepy doll routines, but... You may have made a convert out of me. That's nice of you to say. Dennis and I worked on that routine all week. 
Occasionally, he sticks to the script. Martin, could I speak to you out in the hall for a moment? There's something I need to ask you. Can't you just ask me here? I don't want to leave Dennis alone. I'd rather we went outside. It's okay. I'd be happy to watch Dennis for you. It won't take more than a minute. Okay. Looks like it's just you and me, dummy. So, know any good jokes? Didn't think so. So, Dennis, you originally from the city? Now I'm originally from the sticks. <laughs> I may have a career in this. Anyway, there doesn't seem to be anything strange about you. I mean, aside from the creepy doll eyes and maniacal grin, I've spent Friday nights with worse. <laughs> Wait, did you just... Martin! No, you don't understand. You can't. You just need to leave it alone. You can't help. You don't know what he's like. I'll handle it. Is everything all right? Vic, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you and my sister to leave. Dennis and I have some work to do. Mary, when is your brother's next show? He performs every Friday night. Why? Because I definitely think something strange is going on. Nope, no way, nuh-uh, you're on your own this time. But Clara, it's just a doll. A creepy, evil-looking, stupid, creepy doll. Did I mention creepy? Oh, come on, it's not that creepy. Except maybe the eyes. Okay, it's pretty creepy. All the more reason you shouldn't send me in alone. Sorry, Vic. I'll follow you into the forest to hunt down a goat man. I'll chase Nazi scientists with you all over New York. But I draw the line at creepy dolls. Really? And clowns. What's got you so spooked, anyway? You know, the ancient Greeks thought that ventriloquism was the dead speaking from a person's stomach. Sometimes even a demon. Here we go again. And in Europe later on, people thought ventriloquism was the sign of the devil. They would burn you as a witch. You don't really think Martin is a witch, do you? No, I don't think Martin is a witch. Then what if it's like your old Greeks say, a demon? <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll think of something you always do. Oh, look at the time. I need to get back to work. Thanks for lunch. Good luck with your creepy doll. Bye, Clara. Bye. You're sure you can distract him long enough for me to get backstage into Martin's room? It won't be a problem at all. But what do you plan to do once you're back there? I won't exactly know until I get there, but I'd like to take a look around. Oh, there's the host now. Hello. Oh, hello, Mary. What can I do for you? Well, I was wondering if you knew how long... That was too easy. I guess they aren't worried about a lot of people trying to sneak into the ventriloquist dressing room. Now, let's see what we can find. Hmm. Nothing out of the ordinary. Maybe in the wardrobe. Wow. These showbiz types in their clothes. Looks like the whole department store in here. Even the doll has more clothes than I do. And that's the last time! Looks like Martin got done early. Yes, I'm hiding in here. We're through, you hear me? Through! I wish I'd never laid eyes on you, you rotten tree stump. If you'd never laid eyes on me, you'd be working for pennies a day down at the docks. You're nothing without me, and there are plenty other guys who'd kill for what you got. 
Guys who would do what they're told. Do what they're told? That's rich. I'm taking orders from a block of wood. I gotta throw you in the incinerator. You know, Martin, you keep talking this way. I might think you mean it. Oh, you can be assured that I do. Every word. And the incinerator? You heard me, blockhead. Every word. Well, Martin, I'm sorry to hear that. Looks like I'll be finding a new partner sooner than I thought. What? Where'd you get a knife? Come on now, Dennis. Don't do anything hasty. I really wanted this to work out. I really did. I'm sorry, Martin. Sorry for you. Uh, what are you doing in here? Um, you know, this place really should do a better job of labeling the ladies' room. You would not believe... Enough! Yeah! Look out! Martin, are you all right? Yeah, he got me a few times. I... Save your energy. Martin! What's going on here? I thought I heard gunshots. He's been stabbed. By whom? No time to explain. You go get help. Mary, you stay here with Martin. What are you going to do? I'm going after that dummy. <laughs> Dennis, I know you're back here. Come out where I can see you. Dennis. What exactly would I gain by turning myself in? A trip to the incinerator? No, thank you. I think I'll pass. You won't get away. We know what you are. The jig is up. Oh, really? And what do you propose to do? Tell the judge it was the doll that stabbed Martin? It was you who snuck backstage. It was you who hid in the wardrobe. You were the only person there when he was attacked. Nope. Doesn't look good for you, miss. Well, that's where you screwed up. Martin is still alive. No, that isn't true. Don't believe me? Why don't you come out and I'll show you. <laughs> really, lady? You hit me with that gun twice before. It doesn't hurt. I'm made of wood and they call me the dummy. Why don't you come out here and we'll find out. You want me to come out? Fine. Ah! I'll show you. Get off me, you little. First you want me to come play, then you toss me aside like yesterday's kindling. Make up your mind. Get back here. Oh no, he's headed for the exit. He's made it to the street. If I don't catch him soon, he's as good as gone. Even if I didn't finish Martin off, you won't be so lucky. Die, you eavesdropping menace. Yeah! When will you learn I'm bigger than you? Take that. I, I never saw. I, I couldn't stop. You pushed him. Relax. It was a dummy. I don't care how stupid he was. Nobody deserves to go out like this. No, a dummy, like a doll for a ventriloquist act. A doll? You mean it wasn't a person I just hit? You know a lot of people made of wood? I guess not. Well, explain this to me, lady. What's the big idea of throwing a doll in front of my truck, huh? You some kind of blockhead? I wanted to thank you again, Victoria. I still can't believe Dennis was alive all this time. I tried to tell you, uh, but I guess I wouldn't have believed me either. Well, I'm just glad Martin's on the road to recovery. Your doll was right. 
It wouldn't have looked good for me if you weren't there to tell the cops it wasn't me who stabbed you. What will you do now that Dennis is gone, Martin? You could always get yourself another doll and... Oh, no. I'm done with dolls, dummies, puppets, or figurines of any kind. I'm staying far away from all of that. Then what will you do? I'm thinking of becoming a lumberjack. <laughs> Thus ends another exciting adventure for our hero. Would she have it any other way? <laughs> Would. Defending her city, block by block. Eh. You'd, ha oh, you'd have to be a dummy to think otherwise. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Stay tuned for our final daring adventure of the evening with Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. Ladies and gentlemen, we will return shortly to Vic Valentine's thrilling, final thrilling case of the evening after this message from our sponsor. Honey, I'm so tired. Well then, take a nap, Charles. No, I don't mean literally. I'm tired of going to work day in and day out. I'm beginning to feel like I've been neglecting the important things in my life. Oh, Charles, I'm so happy. Myself. Oh, I see. Oh, but not to worry, my ringed significant other. I feel like an infusion of arts and comedy would fill my tank back up to full. Well, Charles, I hear Jupiter Hall has quite a few events on the horizon. What in the world is that, my very married wife? Jupiter Hall is a community-based, multi-purpose performance and digital media creative space. Located in Manchester, New Hampshire, they showcase so many artistic and creative endeavors, there's always a hip and happening scene going on at Jupiter Hall. How about Friday Night Improv with Stranger Than Fiction? I think that might be just the thing to hold even your short attention span. What was that, my dear? I spaced out for a moment. You are taking me to Friday Night Improv at Jupiter Hall, Charles. We are going on a date. How exciting! Improv! And to spend it with you, my sweet wife. Why, I think I could just... Oh, a butterfly. <laughs> Come here, you little devil. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, my sweet, simple Charles. I'm going back to Madeira's. I need a drink. Looks like Charles and wife are really on the beam. An audience knows your chance to leave the fuddy-duddy life behind. Check out JupiterHallNH.com for their latest listing of upcoming events. Or got a creative idea to make happen or an event you'd like to see? Reach out by sending them an electronic correspondence or email to ju info at JupiterHallNH.com. They showcase and present exciting moments for storytellers, artists, content creators, and performers working with digital media and innovative formats to share stories, culture, and vision. So visit Jupiter Hall to start your creative adventure, make new friends, and enrich your world today. <laughs> and now, fellow investigators, we return to bring you Victoria Valentine's final exciting case of the evening. The time has come for another tale of terror and triumph, of murder and mystery, 
join us as we bend the very notion of reality alongside the world's finest paranormal investigator, Vic Valentine. Say it with me. Vic is for Victoria. <laughs> I know! I'm a professional. <clears throat> Thrust into a world she never knew existed, our hero combats the creatures of darkness in New York, the city that never sleeps. Using every trick of the trade learned from her father, John Valentine, and with the assistance of allies old and new, Victoria delves deeper into the rotten core of the Big Apple with each new case. Join us in tonight's episode, Game, Set, Death. As our story begins, the who's who of New York are gathered for an impressive gallery exhibit uptown. Sandra Peterson, WKNY's intrepid socialite reporter, is about to interview the exhibit owner, Declan Toombs. This is Sandra Peterson with WKNY, and I'm here with Declan Toombs, world-famous art dealer, socialite, and curator of one of the largest Egyptian art and artifact collections in New York. How are you this evening, Mr. Toombs? Very well, Miss Peterson, very well. We're having a lovely evening. Wonderful to hear. It seems anyone who is anyone has been to your gallery in the past few weeks. Would you care to inform our listeners at home about your latest exhibit? Oh, certainly. As you're all aware, I have a penchant for all things ancient Egypt. And as you mentioned, I have the largest collection of Egyptian art in the world. One of the largest, largest, everywhere, in fact. It's quite impressive, if I say so, Mr. Toombs. Well, thank you, Miss Peterson. And as you know, I feel it's my duty as a citizen to share these wonders with the world. Which is why, for a limited time, I've opened my doors to the public. I'm hoping these relics will bring as much awe, excitement, and inspiration to the citizens of New York as they have to me. They've brought joy to so many in the weeks the exhibit has been open, Mr. Toombs, and they are sure to do so for many more before it closes. And at the heart of it all, an ancient wonder, one of a kind. Can you tell us about that? Ah, you're referring, of course, to the staff of Set. The Egyptians believed Set to be the god of chaos, disorder, and violence. That doesn't sound too pleasant, Mr. Toombs. Don't let old superstition and religion get in the way of witnessing this beautiful and rare treasure pulled from the sands of a temple in Egypt, literally the only one ever discovered. And what a marvelous piece it is. I understand you are a busy man, Mr. Toombs. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ms. Peterson. I hope you have a lovely evening. Now, if you'll excuse me. And there you have it, dear listeners, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an exhibit like none before it of some of ancient Egypt's most sought-after items. But you must hurry, because like the ancient Egyptians themselves, these artifacts won't be around forever. With WKNY News, this is Sandra Peterson. Carson, that was our turn. I know, Vic. I just need to make a quick stop first. We're already late. Clara's waiting. Clara will be fine on her own for a couple of minutes. This won't take long. Wait a minute. Are we... Please tell me we aren't going to the gallery. It will only take a minute. I just want to check on the place. Never off duty, eh, Cars? This is important, Vic. One of the hottest exhibits to hit the city in a while, and they put me in charge of security. Well, is there at least a phone I can use once we get there? 
I'll give Clara a call and let her know we most definitely won't be on time. There's a phone in the main office. You can use it to... Hold on. What is it? There's supposed to be a uniform outside the front door, but I don't see anyone. Maybe he went to use the little officer's room. It's possible. You wait here. I'll be right back. The phone, Cars? Oh, yeah. Okay, come on. Don't worry. I wasn't going to wait in the car anyway. Hmm. I'm not supposed to be able to open this without a key. Hello? Anyone here? O'Brien? Jones? Carson, look, there's someone on the floor behind the desk. It's Jones. Is he... He's alive. Here, I'll unlock the main office. You call the precinct. Tell them there's an officer down. They'll take care of the rest. I'm going to have a look around. Be careful. Yell if you need anything. Same goes for you. You see anything, you yell. Don't try to be a hero. When have I ever? I don't know what it says about me that I know the precinct's number by heart. Probably says I need another line of work. Hello. Yes, this is Victoria Valentine. Yes. Hi, Judy. Listen, I'm at the gallery with cars, and we've got a situation. There's an officer down. That's right. Jones. I I don't know. Carson went to have a look around and said you'd take care of everything. Okay. I'll wait here with him. Thanks. Goodbye, Judy. I... uh... Uh, Jones, are you all right? Miss Valentine, what are you... Carson decided to check in on the boys, and from the look of things, I say it's a good thing he did. What happened? I'm not sure. There were two men outside, just regular guys. Walked right past, then wham! Next thing I know, they've got my keys, and they're dragging me inside. Another shot, and I guess I was out. I gotta... You gotta uh, take it easy. That's what you gotta do. We have to warn the detective. What about the other officers, Jones? Don't know. Haven't seen them. Like I said, they got the drop on me, and it was lights out. All right. I'll tell you what. If you promise to stay here and wait for the ambulance to arrive... I'll go find Carson. We have a deal? Okay, Miss Valentine, but be careful. Carson? Is everything okay? Stop them! They took the staff of Seth! What of who? Out of the way, lady! Hey! Come on, the boss is waiting. They're getting away! Look! They're getting in that car! Let's go! I don't see them. There! they, They just took that left! You're not getting away from me. Look out! I can't control it! Hang on! You okay? I'm fine. You? Yeah. That was close. You mean that wall? I wasn't worried. We had a whole three inches to spare. We need to find a phone. I have to call this in. And I need to call Clara. Go, boss. The staff is set, just like you wanted. Excellent. Did you run into any trouble? Couple of blues and a gumshoe with his lady friend. Nothing we couldn't handle. Very good. Now, gentlemen, bear witness. With the staff of set, my power will be limitless. I don't know, boss. Doesn't look like much to me. You fool. The power to bend Mother Nature to my very will doesn't seem like much to you. With this staff, I will control the weather itself. The weather? What, like making it rain? Must you be so narrow-minded? Yes, making it rain, but so much more. Blizzards in July. Hail the size of baseballs hammering down on my enemies. Tornadoes wiping out entire armies. Thunder and lightning will obey my every command. 
and, uh, and can you make it sunny, too? Well, it's just a matter of making the clouds go away. So... Of course I can! We should try it out. Not the sun, but the other stuff. Yeah. I'm just glad you two are all right. Though I have to say, I'm not surprised someone tried to take the staff, considering. I am. What would anyone do with an old piece of wood from Egypt? I mean, besides put it in a museum. It's not like it's going to be easy to sell. Everyone's looking for it. No, not for what it's worth, for what it can do. Um, poke things? Come on, Vic, didn't you read up on the staff when you heard it was coming to the city? No, care to share? Set was the Egyptian god of chaos, the desert, disorder, violence. I already don't like where this is going. Well, he was also the god of storms, and over time, Set kind of fell out of popularity with the Egyptian people. More like he was pushed to the outskirts. Really? The god of violence and ruining picnics wasn't popular? Who'd have thunk? Well, he still had his followers. The cult of Set. We don't know much about them, but there are stories about the cult leaders. It was said that the most devout follower of Set was given a gift of enormous power. Let me guess. According to the stories, one of the cult leaders showed up one day with a staff that was supposed to be able to make it rain. And pretty soon, people were referring to Set as Lord of the Oasis. We interrupt our regular scheduled announcement to bring you this special WKNY News Bulletin. Clara, turn that up. Reports have been coming in from all over the city of strange natural phenomena, ranging from exceptionally strong rains in Harlem to blizzard-like conditions in the financial district. Officials are advising city residents to stay indoors. In almost every occasion, eyewitness reports have identified a large floating object in the sky. Based on the descriptions received, identical in almost every instance, experts believe the floating object to be a zeppelin. We have one such expert in the studio with us now. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. What you are saying is accurate. Thank you for that insightful report. Hold on a moment, I'm being handed something. It appears reports are flooding in from the area around Chelsea Pier where, despite strong winds, thunder, and lightning, a Zeppelin has been spotted by eyewitnesses too many to count. It seems to be somehow unaffected by the turbulent weather. Ladies and gentlemen, in all my years reporting for WKNY, I have never witnessed anything such as what we are witnessing now. Some are calling it the end of days. We now go live to... Clara, hand me that phone. I need to call Carson. We need to get on that blimp. that you knew somebody with access to a military training plane that could see three people. I work for the NYPD, Vic. I know a lot of people. This plane we're sitting in was actually developed this year for military training purposes. Good timing. Funny how that worked out. There it is. Cars, the storm off the Chelsea Pier, and there's the Zeppelin. I see it, but how will we get close enough for it to matter? I've got an idea. Look at how low the clouds are. If we can get above the storm, we may be able to gain access from above. Pilot, take us up! I wouldn't believe it if I wasn't seeing it with my own eyes. All this wind, thunder, and lightning, and the blimp just sitting there in the middle of it all, unaffected. Faith in the eye of the storm. 
Lucky for us, they're giving themselves a wide berth. Pilot, how close can you get us to that blimp? Vic, what are you thinking? We can get close enough. We might be able to make the jump. I've heard a lot of Looney Tune ideas in my time, but this one takes the cake. What choice do we have, Cars? We can't let a madman with a blimp terrorize the city. We have to get that staff. Pilot, take us in. You can match speeds even for just a moment. We might have a chance. Not a good one, mind you, but a chance. All right. You ready, Cars? Not even a little bit. Okay. Here goes nothing. Three, two, one. I can't believe we survived. It doesn't seem like there's any way in the world that should have worked. We shouldn't be alive. Carson, we're on a Zeppelin, floating above the city, trying to stop a madman who's controlling the weather with an ancient Egyptian staff originally given to a cultist by a god that was dug up from an ancient tomb and then was stolen from an art display, and us surviving is what's bothering you? I see your point. Look, there's a hatch over there. That's our way in. All right, the cockpit should be this way. You brought your gun, right? I did. Is it safe to shoot a gun inside a blimp? I have no idea. Okay, let's go. There, just up ahead. You know, I've been thinking. Uh-oh. Now that we've seen what the staff can do, there's no way we can just stick it back in a glass box on the Upper East Side. What have you got in mind? Follow my lead. Mind letting me in on the plan? Vic? Well, boss, you were right. With this magic wand, we're gonna be kings of the city. It's not a magic wand, you imbecile. It's the staff of Set. And yes, I will be king, but not of the city, the world. All will kneel before me. What about us, boss? Yeah, what about us? Gentlemen, your services will not be forgotten. You will be rewarded with lands, palaces, riches beyond your wildest dreams. Whatever your hearts and uh, limited imaginations desire. I'm okay with that. Yeah, sounds good to me. Now, Cars. What? Well, it doesn't sound good to me. Hand over the staff. Holy Joe, it's them from that art show. How did they get here? It does not matter. With the staff of Set, I am unstoppable. I, I didn't know that thing would work itself. Hurry, you had your chance. Ready, Cars? Ready for what? You are a terrible shot, lady. I can't believe it. He used the wind to deflect my bullets. Ha ha ha! You will be the first. Kneel or die. Hey, boss, look. The bullet, it hit that control panel. We're, we're losing power. We're going down. Hang on. Ah! Not so fast. Here's a little something I learned in the academy. And here's a little something I learned from my father. Take this. Uh, I've got the staff cars. Let's get out of here. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No. How did you learn to use a staff so quickly? I don't know. I just thought about it, and it happened. Well, that solves one problem. We still don't have a way out of here. And this thing is on a one-way trip to the bottom of the Hudson. Maybe we do, Cars. Come on. Where are you going? Back to the hatch. Wait, what's the plan here? Do you trust me? Uh, Carson? Yes? Then get the hatch open. 
Okay, now what? Here, grab the other end of my scarf and hang on. We're gonna jump. Three. We're gonna what? Two. We're gonna what? What? There! Cars! You're using the wind to make sure we don't fall too fast. Brilliant. I can't believe a lot of things I've seen today. You know, Vic, I wonder who that guy was and how he knew so much about the staff, don't you? Not even a little bit, Karth. The world has enough power-hungry men in it to do with one less. Which brings me to what I said before. The staff, it's too dangerous. If it were to fall into the wrong hands again, Ah, uh, you're right. The chief isn't going to like this, but what did you have in mind? Your friend with the plane? Would he be willing to take us out over the Atlantic? Way out. I'll make the call. From the deserts of Egypt to the ocean floor, the staff of Set may have settled into its final resting place. So concludes our thrilling evening, fellow investigators. Tune in next time for more daring adventures with... Victoria Valentine, Paranormal Investigator. This show is part of the Ghost Ship Radio Network. For more information, go to ghostshipradio.com.